Hi, Keith here. The Rebel Civics Show on the Unsafe Space Network is an education and discussion show on the principles of government, society, and individual rights. Today, we're talking about the astounding thing that just happened in libertarian politics in Reno. The Mises Caucus, that's the faction of actual libertarians within the Libertarian Party. They just did a clean sweep takeover of the, the whole national party machine. Uh, today's guest, Dennis Pratt, was there. Um, Dennis is a libertarian who originally came from the left. He was the number one writer on competitive intellectual site Quora on libertarianism. For four years, he wrote 1,800 essays, and then he was deplatformed. I read a bunch of his essays. He was a bit too truthful. Um, even Quora can't handle that. Uh, he then moved to the free state of New Hampshire three years ago, and he volunteers as the chef de village of Porkfest. Uh, he's La Grand Fumage organizer of, of the thing. Uh, I was there last year. Uh, it was great. Um, it's a porcupine freedom festival. It's not about pork chops. Porcupines are their symbol. Uh, it's the longest and continuous, co longest continuing freedom gathering in the world. Dennis redesigned it, doubling its size and selling it out for the first time. Last year had 2,500 attendees and 700 events. And it's a week-long immersion in liberty. This year, it's going to be 10% larger. Dennis has an undergrad psychology and a graduate computer science degree from Northwestern and a grad business degree from MIT. He's a lifelong serial telecom and social entrepreneur. So Dennis was a delegate from New Hampshire at the National Convention in Reno. He got the highest number of votes at the New Hampshire State Convention when they picked the delegates. So Dennis, welcome to the show. I just ate a banana. <laughs> you ate a banana in the intro? That means my intro was too long. <laughs> I do have something, though. Okay, I could talk for another minute. I saw, oh, I, you got I, your hat. I, I remember you from Porkfest. I know your hat. I was trying to find a straw hat. Here, Here's my contribution. I, I have Thank the, you uh, very the much, Hawaiian sir. shirt and the, the Keith hat. Very nice. I like it. Um, I live in Florida for those who... I don't know. So I appreciate your palm trees. And uh, I, I'm not going to publicly expose the top of my head, but just everybody should know I cannot go outside without a hat on in mm. South Florida. <laughs> so um, today I want to talk about this clean sweep that happened uh, with the Mises caucus. Uh, I've been following them from the outside. I'm not a member of the party, but I have been voting libertarian most of my life back to uh, David Berglund and Ron Paul and Harry Brown. Um, but when I remember the party, uh, I've been watching the, the Mises caucus over the last few years, you know, listening to Dave Smith and Tom Woods and heard a lot about it at the Mises tent at Porkfest. Mm -hmm. Um, this, what happened, uh, last week in Reno makes me want to pay a lot more attention to the party. <laughs> like, uh, I think I got some hope now. <laughs> so tell us what happened there. Um, I don't know even know where to start. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm back where you are, Keith. Uh, you know, I became a libertarian in 81, 82 was my, uh, 81. I think I started subscribing to reason magazine 82. I, I joined the libertarian party. Um, and, uh, I remember walking into my first libertarian party, uh, uh, meeting and not really clicking with the folks there going, you know, I'm, I'm coming from the left. These are mostly, you know, kind of coming from the right folks. And I don't know that we, we really fit. I don't think I'd hang around with them. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, 
I stuck with it. I was a, a delegate for 1988. Yeah, I voted with Bergman like you. I delegate in 1988. And by the mid-90s, though, I'd kind of kind of given up on the LP. Yeah, yes, I'm going to vote Libertarian every single place I can because I believe in it. But the Libertarian Party just wasn't conveying the Libertarian message that I loved, that, 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 that converted me, that made me think this is this is how humans should be treating one another. You know, that live and that live, accept and respect each other and, 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 and require consent for all relationships. I was going, you know, what's the Libertarian Party? There was a bunch of wongs. Um, so, uh, you know, I... I uh, I kind of retired from active work in the in the in the party, and um, eventually, you know, I, I was still very much libertarian and trying my best way in a whole bunch of interesting ways that, that I actually covered in an unsafe space, trying to convey the beauty that I saw in libertarianism. Um, and uh, and and you know, when I moved to the free state, I was so excited to go to the Libertarian Party convention because I had only gone in the authoritarian 49 states, you know, in six different places. I'd gone to these Libertarian parties. I go, oh, here I am in the free state. It's where the most base libertarians are. And the Libertarian Party is going to have a really, truly based Libertarian Party. And I walked in and it was so depressing. It was like I was back in Chicago. Uh, uh, you know, my first meeting. Um, and they were, you know, primarily wonks, no inspiration, no excitement, no beauty, uh, uh, not really sharing that, 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 that vision that we have for a, a, a new way of, of people interacting peacefully as opposed to violently. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I was approached at that time by two guys who were starting, just starting up the Mises chapter of the uh, 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 of the LPNH, the Libertarian Party, New Hampshire, LPNH, um, and uh, yeah, they supported me. I supported them, uh, but I wasn't Mises. I, I mean, I appreciate the Mises Institute. Always has have, and I really come to 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 uh, use utilize their work, contribute to them all the time. But still, you know, the Mises Caucus. You know, I understand economics. I, I killed economics at MIT. I, I understand it really well, but that's not that's not what excites me. What excites me is freeing human beings, freeing human potential. Um, uh, but you know, when they came in, uh, they came in eventually and, and took over uh, New Hampshire was the first place that the Mises Caucus took over. I was voting right alongside with them just because I agreed with their perspectives. Not because I was, you know, a Mises caucus. I, I didn't even identify as a Mises caucus. Um, eventually, I did. I did go over to uh, 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 the Mises caucus. You know, after the after they tried to take over after the the group that's I don't know the right name for them. Tom Woods calls them the Loser Brigade uh, in the Libertarian <laughs> Party. Um, I hate that term because it's so divisive. I call them the PCDCs. Okay, because it's DC, a coalition. The, the a other term, like left libertarian, is that well? The, it's why? a coalition of the politically correct, so kind of the woketerians. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, racism is the mm -hmm. is the thing that we're all organizing and fighting, and and you know, and it's, it's just so outside of libertarianism. Uh, you know, we don't we we fight violence. We don't fight thoughts. Um, uh, it's the uh, DC Beltway. Uh, the people who say, look, you know, the way to liberty is to plead with our masters and beg them for a little bit more liberty. And, you know, and if we're good and they like us, okay, great. 
Well, the, the Mises caucus is kind of like, you know, more in your face. They're, they're not pleading. They're demanding, demanding freedom. Uh, it's, it's also got um, uh, uh, the, the kind of the pragmatist group who say, look, yes, long term, we want human freedom, but we can't let the other side know that. So we need to just kind of increment our way just very slowly, very slowly. Um, the, uh, and, and of course, the libertarian socialists. Uh, you know, the, the folks who are, uh, they deny property. They say we have the, uh, the uh, uh, first rights to the, the term libertarian. Um, I understand their argument. It was, uh, you know, Murray Rothbard um, uh, really was tweaking their nose when he, he pushed a libertarian to, uh, uh, because, you know, he was fighting socialism. Um, but I, I understand their argument. It's just that, you know, denying property rights enslaves us all. And I have a long series of ethical arguments for that. Um, so it's it's a group of of, uh, of a whole bunch of people, you know, mostly stuck in the authoritarian forty nine. Uh, they have no hope for ever actually creating freedom in their in their states, um, and they're they're you know they're jockeying for positions. And here comes this kind of Mises caucus people saying, "No, we are bare bones uh, uh, libertarians. We are not afraid." to talk about libertarianism. We're not afraid to talk about it consequentially, that it is the right, uh, um, it is the right thing for, for uh, the majority of people, maybe not for rulers, but for, certainly for the common man. And we're, uh, and we're not afraid to talk about it ethically, that we have a human right to own our, uh, to self-own. Um, and so the, uh, you know, it, it was, it, the Mises caucus, when they first came in, they were pretty much battered by this PCDC um, uh, segment that very large, they had run uh, the libertarian party pretty much into the ground. Uh, you know, the big joke in those days was, um, you know, a small L libertarians like myself would say, well, I'm, I'm libertarian, but not libertarian party. You know, even though I still had my card from 82, I was going, you know, I don't really want to associate with them. You know, that's not really, you know, what I am is an ethical libertarian. I'm, I believe that in self-ownership, I believe that we all have a right to, to own our own bodies and no one has a superior right to, to own us. Um, and therefore, boom, libertarianism. Um, so uh, <clears throat> so they, they, they beat up on them and they, they mocked them. And, and what happened, though, was they made a big strategic error. They started denigrating all the great leaders of libertarian past leaders, libertarian thought Murray Rothbard was horrible. And you know, just just going right down. Just, everybody was horrible and, 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 and a racist. Right. The the uh, the the PC, the Wolterians were just calling everyone a racist and a Nazi and a homophobe. And just the right out of the left playbook. Um, and uh, and then they were denigrating our current most uh, most successful libertarian proselytizers, the people who have brought in so many people into this small L libertarian thinking. And they were just like denigrating them and, and slandering them uh, on a regular basis, defaming them only because they wanted to, to, to appeal to the masters or to the woke, to the, the woke left or uh, to, uh, uh, you know, to make people feel like, oh, libertarians is really safe. You know, it's, you know, libertarian is an unsafe space for authoritarianism. So anyway, that was uh, that, that was a big battle. And uh, they they went after the wrong people. And all of a sudden, the small L libertarian said, what? <laughs> you know, this group that I only barely put up with 
is denigrating the people who have the best thoughts, the best ideas? No, no, we're not, we're not going to stand for that. And thousands flooded into the Libertarian Party in all the different states, all these small L libertarians. And of course, the PCDCs called them right-wing extremists and Nazis and homophobes and racists and white supremacists <laughs> and everything that they could throw at them, everything that they could throw at them from the authoritarian playbook, which is just so shocking to me. I'm going, why are you playing from the authoritarian playbook? The reason why they're playing from the authoritarian playbook is because it works so effectively on them. Doesn't work on people from the Free State Project. You know, we, we're we're far too based. We don't we don't we don't believe that stuff. We don't put up with it. Uh, so we took over state after state. The Mises Caucus took over state after state, and um, and you know we walked into the convention. We had about seventy percent of that convention, um, and uh, we uh, yeah it was amazing. It was extremely frustrating. Nineteen eighty eight when I, my first convention, Keith. I said I would never go to another uh, convention. I hate politics. I hate the just the the, the wonkism yeah. and the maneuver parliamentary maneuvering and the oh it is I hate politics. I really do. You know, in the free state. I do mostly social stuff. I create community clubhouses and inns and pork fest and you know just events and have uh, have a lot of fun. So I'm, I I build community, um, but. Uh, at the end, I was so exhausted and so frustrated and so angry. And I looked to see what, what we had done. And I was like amazed, amazed. Every single one of the people we wanted for a position had gotten in. Every single one of the platforms we wanted had gotten in. And it was just this clean sweep of this new wave of small L, liberta small L libertarians saying, the Libertarian Party has gotten so far out of, out, out of whack that we can't put up with it anymore. We're not going to put up with it anymore. We are going to reset it. That's why they call it the Reno Reset. We're going to reset it back to libertarianism. And now we're going to see what we can do as libertarians. We're going to live and die as libertarians, not as authoritarian light. I'm sorry, that was a long answer to a short question. No, that was so that was uh, more history than I, I had asked for. But that's good for people that don't understand the you know, where this Mises caucus came from. Um, the party, like I, I haven't followed the party anywhere near that close, but uh, I became what I would probably call a libertarian by the, the 80s. He said, I, I voted for Ron Paul. Like that was uh, 88. Um, before that, I don't think I knew about it. I voted for John Anderson in my first first election. But I, I do have, uh, I don't know if I should be proud or not, but I have the record. I've never once voted for a winning presidential candidate. Um, and I don't think I've ever once wanted <laughs> the one that won to be the president. I think that's the reason. So, so the Libertarian Party was always my default. I never had much interest in politics, and I still don't. Um, I'm actually kind of done with DC overall. But the, uh, you know, I voted um, for Libertarian candidates most of the time was kind of a default. Uh, sometimes I really followed them and knew a lot about them, like Ron Paul. Harry Brown, like I loved Harry Brown. Like I can't imagine that what that would have done. Um, his book, I read his book. That was one of the uh, we were talking before the show of eye-opening books. Um, Why government doesn't work. Remember that one? Yep. Like I, I read I that book and voted for him both times. Like he was great. I'd love to have a Harry Brown back or Ron Paul. Uh, after that, uh, I I remember Bob Barr. I, sort of like not all that well i don't know <laughs> i remember the name i think i voted for him but i'm not quite sure um and then after that it was gary johnson 
and then Joe Jorgensen. And like, I, I didn't want anything to do with them being president. Like, I didn't want Trump or Hillary, but I didn't want Gary Johnson. I didn't want Obama. I didn't want Mitt Romney. Uh, who do you vote for? So starting like that was uh, 2012. Uh, I didn't vote. I just like, I'm not even going to vote. Like, I, I can't even hold my nose and vote libertarian now. So what do I do? The party's totally off the rail. And then um, Gary Johnson gets to go again. And now mm. it's Trump and Hillary. So like that election, I actually went to vote because uh, I was working with um, somebody trying to get rid of our um, congressman in this area. So I did go to the polls and I just left the presidential one blank. Like there's nobody I wanted to check off. I forget who the Green Party was, but she was crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then last year, you know, Joe Jorgensen, I don't even know if I want to get in here, into that, but yeah, like left libertarian promoting Black Lives Matter and thinking that, yeah, we probably do need to lock down and social distance. And, and it's like, this is not libertarian. Like, this is like just ridiculous. So I paid almost no attention to the party the last five or six, six years. Last election, I wrote in Thomas Massey. I didn't know who to vote for. I didn't want Biden. I didn't want tr Trump already had his shot, even though it was entertaining to watch Trump. I wrote in Thomas Massey because he's like already going to D.C. So I wasn't going to write in somebody that isn't already willing to do it. Like I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Um, but he's already going there and he's good. So I wrote him in. Now I see this this Mises caucus. Uh, I hung out at the Mises caucus tent some at Porkfest last year. Uh, that was my first serious introduction to it. Um, since last year, I've been paying a lot more attention to it and listening to Dave Smith and Tom Woods and um, talk talk about it. like, I don't know. I've never been a member of a party, but uh, I'm going to watch this a little closely. I might actually at least send some money and think about this. Um, I think I'm a Mises Caucus guy, but I'm not a party member, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I guess yeah. I'm libertarian. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I think it's you know it's it's just been so hard. I mean, I vote liberal. You know, my my rule is is for the longest time is if there's a libertarian on the ballot, I vote libertarian. I don't care who it is, um, just to indicate to other people we're still here. There are still people who believe in human freedom. You know, yeah, you may be voting authoritarian, but don't forget there's this remnant out here that believes in human freedom. Um, and then I would vote against whichever incumbent, just thinking, you know, I've, I've got to knock knock the person out who has yeah. the most crony friends, get them out of, uh, get them out yeah. of there. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I think the the party had drifted so far um, into, you know, when they when they start smearing Tom Woods and Dave Smith as racist, homophobe, transphobe, white supremacist, Nazis, I go, okay, I. Don't I can't stand you guys, and I will not support what you are doing to our best people, and I will not support it. I I I think I think what you're doing is dishonorable. You are lying only for political gain, and you know you're lying. I actually, that's actually how I joined the Mises Caucus. By December, I couldn't believe what was going on, and I you know I I had written, you know I, I was very popular in Quora. Um, which is, you know, this, this very, very thin ethical, uh, uh, intellectual group, uh, very few people on it, but they were all people from various strains of, of thought, including, you know, uh, classical liberal and things like that. And I thought, you know, okay, who else, but I 
can kind of bridge this gap between the Mises caucus, which you know was had was running uh, New Hampshire at the time. Uh, and I thought extra extraordinarily respectfully and competently, they were based, they were they were not pulling punches on libertarian messages, which was scaring the affiliates in the authoritarian 49, but still they were they were consistent and they were successful. They were so successful in, in explaining and getting people excited about the libertarian message. And the kind of the old guard, this PCDC group, which I understood. Um, you know, and so I went into all of their, 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 their various groups with an olive branch and saying, you know, look, how can we work together? How, you know, what's, what's the way of, 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 of getting past this? You know, do we not agree that, that, that the violence of the state is really the problem? The, 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 how the state enslaves us by give, giving us mandates and telling us what we may and may not do with our own bodies and how we may move our bodies in what they call labor and with whom we may associate or with whom we must associate and you know what we must do with the with the sweat and blood of uh, and and lifespan that our our body invests into some sort of product and is therefore our property you know you know can't we just say you know what they're doing this destruction of humanity um is really our our, our problem and We'll work on pronouns outside of libertarianism. Can we? Can we do that? Um, and yeah, that doesn't I was seem all... like. I, I wouldn't make pronouns part of the party plank. That's not really a fundamental thing. If if you're down to arguing about whether or not pro, what pronouns you should use, like, like l let's talk about ending all the wars. Like, like, there's more important things to worry about. This and, no, and I, I've been using the term "old guard." I, I guess for all three of the the four factions, if there's four, you, you mentioned that I wrote them down to make sure I remember them, the, the, the left, the libertarian left, and then the prags, they call them the, the pragmatists. It just, mm. they look at it as a practical thing and the libertarian socialists and then the Mises caucus. Like, I don't want to call them the losers, <laughs> even though they did lose. Yeah. Um, Cause you really do want most of them to, to stay on board and help. Right. If they agree yeah. on the fundamental things. So I've been using the phrase, the old guard, the yeah, I mean, the, trouble, the, the trouble with the old guard is that in New Hampshire, the two oldest um, uh, uh, Libertarian Party members is myself and Kevin Tyson. Kevin Tyson's famous because uh, uh, at Porkfest, last Porkfest, he was going to debate about whether we should remove this bigotry platform from the Libertarian Party on the main stage with uh, the, uh, the uh, chair of the Vermont uh, Libertarian Party. And the Vermont Libertarian Party was part of this this, this PCDC group, um, and he was coming all all set to call the guy racist and you know you know all this stuff. You know you're you're just a Nazi until he found out that Kevin's black. Now, <laughs> all of a sudden his Oopsie. car broke down and he couldn't make. He's the only man who I scheduled for the pavilion who did not show up. Hundreds <laughs> of people. He's the only one who didn't show up. Because he's too I'm, scared. I'm, they have one, one, one game plan. One game plan. Call names. Call smears. And call names. That's, that's the left tactic. So of yeah. 700 events last year, one person didn't didn't. Oh, no, it, no, no, no. Uh, the the there was a couple that didn't. For the big state. For the, for the, for the pavilion. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, there's a couple other people that didn't. You know, that's, that's where you get the most people coming. And, you know, that's, that's, yeah. the, that's the largest vision. Uh, <laughs> Say, oopsie, so, he's black. His whole argument falls apart. So, like, he's going to call somebody a racist, yet his entire argument falls apart because the guy he's going to debate is a different race, is a particular right. race. So his argument doesn't work. Like, I think that says who's the racist.
Yeah, I saw yeah, him calling I, Dave Smith a Nazi. I, I remember Dave saying, uh, I think it was, was it Joe Jorgensen? I mean, it was people in the mainstream controlled libertarian party calling Dave Smith a racist and a Nazi. And Dave's response was, well, they have a bit of a problem here. I'm Jewish. Uh, I don't know how much you know about Nazis, but those guys really wouldn't want me in their club. <laughs> um, I've got family members that were killed in the Holocaust. Like, right. no, I'm saying libertarian things, but that doesn't make me a Nazi. I'm not a Nazi. Yeah. It's the same problem as the as the black guy. I didn't know the guy was black. That's um, it, it it's explanatory. It it calls him out for what he is. So the next so, so, level so, so, is my car broke down. That's the next thing. <laughs> so, so who's the old guard? You know, you know, I'm I'm Mises Caucus. He's Mises Caucus. We both we both uh, became libertarian in the '80s. We both were at the 1988 where Ron Paul was uh, convention where Ron Paul was elected. You know, and we're the Nazis. We're we're the we're not the old guard. We're, you know, these, no, these you're old not. guard people are like ten years, twelve years max. You know, they're not they're not old as in like us. Old. Yeah. You know, so so I, I need I, I need a different term. Yeah. Well, I, I like so PC, showing you PC. something that's not too PC. That's good. Okay. PC DC like AC DC. You know, PC DC mm -hmm. is a politically correct in the DC Beltway uh, co combined. You yeah. know, we, we're not including the libertarian socialists. We're not continuing, uh, con uh, including mm -hmm. the pragmatists. We're not including the you know really staunch you know minarchists or or um, uh, 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 classical liberals who say no. You know, we definitely want a large government you know, or or a small government and 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 anything that suggests that we we're not doing that. That's not libertarian. We don't want those people there. You know, the the very adamant minarchists. Um, because liber you know, I have you know, Mises Caucus is shrinking government down pretty damn small. Uh, you know, I would I would go to fully consensual relationships. Uh, you know, for me, but you know, I'm I'm kind of a minority in there. But anyway, what you I know, wanted to all, say all the way to down to go ahead. I yeah, was I'm gonna say I mean, down to the minimum government. Like I I've I, I don't know when I became at the what I would call the line of libertarian. But I mean, since the 90s, I've known about this four axis thing, uh, right? And am I right? No. Am I left? No. Am I conservative? No. Am I liberal? No. Am I Republican? No. Am I Democrat? No. I'm not in them. Those are all up here, authoritarian, and I'm on the libertarian side. To me, the most interesting, probably last two decades at least, the most interesting political arguments are how far to go between libertarian as the upper top maximum I would ever want to be near an anarchy. Like, and I'm mm -hmm. somewhere on that line and I'm moving farther down as I get older. <laughs> um, but like anything libertarian and above, as far as authority, I'm like, no, I don't want that. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to get into a, a conversation about self-ownership and ethics. You, we, we have a conversation though, yes. Keith, at some point to talk about that. We should, um, we should do a whole show on that, I think. Yeah, so for, for, for this show, like, so Angela McArdle is the new chair. Um, that's a big, that's a huge change from um, the, the, the previous leadership. Sarwalk yeah. is out. He's he's the I, I use the I don't know if he's butthurt is the right word, but I, I saw some pictures and some articles. And, um, he's out. Angela, I've listened to some talk. She she's great. Um, yeah, and it, Karen Ann Harlos is back. The pink flame of liberty like she's a pistol um, that says a lot about what the party is. So want to yeah, say it, a little it, bit about what Angela McArdle like what her 
position. Well, is? I just want to say that for for a misogynist Mises Caucus uh, 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 group, it, they're doing just really badly in choosing leaders. <laughs> right, they picked two. <laughs> they picked two women for two top. That's a good point, right? Yeah, it was. And, it was and you know, is that a Nazi group might pick a Jewish guy to be the president? A, a kind of a very late white skinned Jewish guy as the presidential candidate. Yeah, for a neo Nazi group. Yeah, I think, right. I think it was key. It was called Key and Peel. They had a is uh, they had a, a comedy show, and they had this one guy who was a blind black guy who joined the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> but you know, I, I yeah. guess that, that must be us. You know, we we we're we're uh, we're we're just you know we're just reprobates. It's it's sad. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, it was it, it was interesting. I I invite people. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have snippets yet. But just go back and listen to the speeches given by candidates who are associated with the Mises Caucus, and the candidates who are associated with the PCDCs. Right. The PCDCs are dull, uninspiring, boring. They're not principled. They're not you know, getting people excited. And then the Mises caucus come on and it's like, yeah, this is where we're going, baby. You know, and it's so true of our candidates. You know, the, the, the biggest problem with, with Jojo wasn't just that she was a you know, she was controlled by a bunch of Wolktarians in her group. It was that she was uninspiring. You know, and then you listen to Dave Smith and he is, you know, he's solid on the intellectual part. So he understands the argument and you can actually push him and he'll start with self-ownership. He'll start, look, we have to start with self-ownership, you know, which is, I think, the ethical foundation of libertarianism. It is why it's so important, so critical. Um, uh, but he's funny. He's quick. I, the the skill that he has with words are just so incredible. So he's inspiring. So it, you you put those two combinations together, which we've never had, right? You know, the argument for the Libertarian Party is that well, we're really solid on the intellectual back. You know, why we all should be libertarian, but we just don't have the the the, the fiery speakers who can excite the general population. Well, we lost this part. The, over the last couple of decades, we just lost this part. And the people who are in there do not reflect libertarian ethics, do not reflect libertarian consequentialism, are distracting us as though they were controlled opposition, Keith, distracting us with arguments over pronouns and transphobia and, and, and racism and all this stuff, which is just so far outside of what it is that we're trying to do, which is end violence, interpersonal violence, per, uh, you know, systematic interpersonal violence orchestrated and led by the state. We're trying to stop that. That's what we're trying to stop. And not, you know, all this other stuff, you know, deal with that within your church or go, go talk to people about it. You know, that's totally fine. It's not libertarianism. We have one job and one job only. So, so we lost, we lost our ideological base. We never had the fire in brimstone. You know, anyone who thinks Ron Paul is an exciting speaker, my God, what, what? No. You are not paying attention. Uh, you know, you mentioned Harry Brown. He probably was the furthest along of all of our ever candidates. Um, but, but now we have people who are really solid. I mean, so solid and unafraid. You know. It, Ron Paul, although he really is 
an ethical libertarian. Uh, he starts off with being a constitutionalist to make it safe for kind of a Republican base, you know, and he's scared to kind of go the full uh, ideology. Um, I mean, you, you'll hear it. It'll, it'll come in about the third sentence, the fourth sentence. We'll talk about, you know, you own your own body and that type of thing. Um, whereas our guys are now really solid on the on the intellectual back backpinning and they've got the fire. They've got the fire. Yeah. I don't I, I'm trying to think of whether there was any Mises caucus candidate that got up there and talked that I was falling asleep at. Whereas the the the, the see, I almost got there. The PCDCs. The PCDCs. <laughs> the loser, the the loser brigade. Were so boring. I mean, there were a couple of people that yeah, and it was funny because uh the uh, PCDC candidate for chair got up there. And uh, there were a couple of them, and 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 everyone's talking around and being really bored, and you know, you know, passing notes and trying to trying to get business done, and not really listening to it. And Angela McCardle gets up there, and you couldn't. No one was talking. Even the PCDCs had stopped their conspiring and were actually listening to what she was saying. Now I don't understand why why you hear that and you go. Why isn't that why isn't that our leader? Why isn't that somebody who's solid fundamentally, more solid than, than we've had for decades, um, and can actually speak, can excite, can 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 galvanize? Um, and that's that's really what you know, I'm so excited because you know, for me, I was voting Libertarian Party and you know contributing to them here and there only because I wanted to tell people. There is this thing called libertarianism. And you, yeah, you might come in because you're curious about the Libertarian Party, but maybe you'll find out about the philosophy. And maybe you'll find out about the ethics, about how we should be treating one another as human beings and respecting each other's self-ownership. You know, boy, that would be incredible if that would happen. So that's the only reason I voted um, uh, in those elections. Um, and now we have this combination of really solid explaining to the common man why Freedom is not only consequentially beneficial to the most people, but it is ethically required of us as good human beings. It is ethically required of us as, as good human beings. So we have that, and we have people who can speak to it and inspire and excite. That's a that's a powerful combination. Now, I moved to the I moved to the free state because I gave up on the idea that we could convert a hundred million people. 100 million Americans into being libertarians. You know, you try you try talking about these ideas at your Thanksgiving table and tell me how far you get. You know, you, you're not going to you, yeah. you know, I I was one of the most yeah. successful proselytizers um around and I only could get people who were intellectually curious. You know, someone like yourself Keith who you know, well tell me about that. Let me think yeah. about that. Most people are so closed down and they're not interested in these ideas. They don't want to talk about them. They, you know, they were told what, what what's what in third grade by their government school teacher and their and their um uh you know their 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 coach and that's it. That's all that's all they need to know. But now um you know and and, and so I said okay, conversion will never work. <laughs> it's never going to work. So well, not at that did. scale, right? The, the, yeah. the whole United, the whole union is too big of a scale to ever create well, the, the liberty society you're talking about. If, if hey, you go ahead. Of, why don't you talk, talk for a bit about the Free State Project for people that don't know. Yeah, it was the Free State Project. The way to think of the Free State Project, take the Mormons who all reside in Utah, okay? 
Take them out of Utah and smear them randomly across the United States. Now tell them that, that their only chance to have freedom of religion is to convert all Americans into Mormonism. What's the chances of that happening? Very low. Very low. I think it's actually a higher chance of that happening than converting people into libertarianism. But what instead the Mormons did was they gathered all the Mormons and they took over one state. And that's a Mormon state. They have freedom of religion. They, they, they are not uh, uh, vilified and attacked within their own state. Um, and they don't have any onus to try to convert other people uh, in order to, to, to actually be free. Libertarians are, are just as scattered, um, very randomly associated. So what we're doing is we're bringing the best libertarians into one state. It's a smaller state. Uh, it's, it's a state that we, that we already have a, a very strong libertarian streak in it, but we're bringing the most based people into this one state to make that a libertarian homeland, like the Mormons have their homeland. Mm -hmm. And we have more than one fiftieth of the population. I'm sorry, we, we do. So we should have one state because we can't live with authoritarians. Authoritarians want to enslave us. That is their job. That is, that is what they believe. They ignore us and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's so cute, your ideas about freedom. But, you know, still, I'm going to pass a law and you're still going to have to do this. Well, in the free state, we have enough uh, a power now that we are pushing back on the government. You know, all the, author the authoritarian 49 are just shooting at various trajectories towards totalitarianism. Liber uh, at, in the free state, we're actually moving towards freedom. Uh, last, last year, was the, uh, we, we reduced total taxes. And we reduce the state budget. The only state to do either of those two. Um, and we are, you know, we're creating community, uh, community clubhouses, liberty clubhouses all around the state. We have agorism. We're number one in crypto. We have people just living entirely on crypto. They use no U.S. government fiat. We have, we're number one or number two, depending on whether, uh, 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 whether you're talking to someone from Wyoming or not, uh, on guns. Uh, we, you know, we, we've been constitutional carry since 2017 and last, uh, and this, this past legislation, you know, the, the government is, insinuates itself so much into all of our lives. There was this one stupid law for the game and fisheries group that, you know, you couldn't have a gun on a snowmobile. We, we got rid of that one too. You know, <laughs> we're trying to get rid of all these laws that just impede yeah. human freedom. Uh, so we're number one, uh, our number two in, in guns. We're we're the lowest in terms of murder rate, right? Uh, you go to a a, a, a free state uh, 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 event, and you're going to see more libertarians than you'll probably see, you know, in in a year in your authoritarian state. Uh, you can have a lot more fun, um, and we have five, six, seven, uh, you know, public, publicly available liberty events per day. Um, and, you know, and then you, you start belonging to the various groups. We, ha we have all these parallel institutions that we're starting up. You belong to those groups and those groups have meaning. So it's, it's, it's living, you know, Porkfest is like this, this immersion into this simulated Liberty Village. And we, we've been doing this for 19 years, trying to explain to people, this is what we're going for. Eventually, what we want is we want uh, uh, New Hampshire to be a Liberty state. We're actually creating it. So at some point, we obviate Porkfest. We no longer need Porkfest because all you do is just come to the free state and boom, you're there. And we invite everyone oh. to come out. Um, it, it's, it's funny because you know we were the first 
state in the LP to actually become Mises Caucus. Uh, they took over the uh, uh, Mises Caucus with my support. Although I, I still say I was not Mises Caucus, I just I just agreed with them on all all most of their positions. Um, uh, and everyone there now associates the LP and H, the New Hampshire Libertarian Party, with Mises Caucus. Well, we're actually more more farther out there than the authoritarian forty nine Mises Caucuses because we can be. You know, everyone else mm -hmm. is totally surrounded by authoritarians. The authoritarians are threatening them all the time, and they're scared. In the free state, we don't have to be because we, we're, we're getting numbers. We have more and more people showing up every every day, you know, just get, coming in. Uh, we have uh, progressive authoritarians uh, leaving the states in frustration, you know, because they got they got plenty of options. They can go to Vermont, you know, and be uh, a, a Massachusetts right there. They got Massachusetts, they got Connecticut, Rhode Island, they got New York, New York, which is number 50 uh, in on the Cato State Freedom Index. <laughs> you, know, you can move from number one in the Cato Freedom Index, which is New Hampshire, over to mm -hmm. uh, New York in about three hours. It's a three-hour U-Haul. Go. Have fun. You know? Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, and uh, we currently, you know, I, I don't like politics but yet we control the majority of the majority in the house. Um, so, you know, we are, we are, are, are um, passing great, getting rid of, <laughs> getting rid of terrible laws or passing great laws. I don't know what you, what you want to say, but we are, are removing laws that impede uh, 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 human potential. And uh, it's, it's so exciting to be, but what I was saying was that, I kind of said, okay, I've, I I don't believe that we'll ever get there in the authoritarian 49. Um, and then I see what's happening with the Mises caucus and with the Libertarian Party. And I see what's happening with people who are actually able to, to elocute the beauty of libertarianism. And I go, well, you know, I wonder how many people we could convert. You know, I know it can't be 100, 100 million. Uh, but, you know, can we go for 10 million? Can we go for 20 million? You don't need 100 million to change it, right? Because most normies will just go along with whatever's happening. If you, yeah, if you keep, if you keep Netflix working and don't stop the pizza delivery, um, they'll go along. So it's the people that care. So seeing this many people that care in Reno is, is encouraging at the national level, even though I think it's probably just staving off the inevitable. Um, all empires end eventually, at least world history says. And the bigger the empire, the harder they fall. And the United States is the biggest empire in world history. So, uh, you know, I don't expect it to last forever. So we see a place like New Hampshire. Um, that's that's the place to be when the kind of place to be. I think there's other ones. I'm not. Uh, I live in Florida. Florida's not too bad. I know you're lumping it into this authoritative 49, but um Actually, I was in both New Hampshire and Florida in the middle of the uh, the coof lockdowns, and Florida was actually a little better than. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. Not, I mean, not if, Lancaster, if you, not Porkfest, but if you look at um, if you look at the Cato Index of, of State Freedom, right? It, it's two hundred and thirty-five variables, and on any yeah. state, you know, people go well. On my state, you know, here's these two variables. The, the thing is to look at is first of all across all those variables. We're, you know, cumulatively way out there mm -hmm. and then look at the vector now. Yeah. Okay. You guys have kind of a, an authoritarian system and it depends on who the governor is, right? 
that governor has so much power. Um, yeah. And he just, you know, and you got lucky with DeSantis. Uh, if you're kind of a conservatarian, when the progressives are on the ascent, he's still an authoritarian. And next election, we're building oh, bottom election. We're Florida building could have been up. totally different. Uh, DeSantis only won by a fraction of a percent. It was right. very close. And the guy that was the other side was a batshit crazy authoritarian. Way worse in sense. What's that? Was that Chris? I don't even want to say his name. I don't want to promote him. <laughs> um, he, he he was a, a hard left socialist authoritarian. Um, DeSantis is still a Republican, traditional conservative, power hungry. Probably has his eyes on DC and the president. Like everybody keeps talking about that. Um, but he was better than almost all governors the last two yeah. years. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's so and funny. I, I don't normally so vote for argument. Republican, but I did vote for DeSantis. I'm glad DeSantis got in. Yeah. But anyway, my, my point was more uh I'm not really objecting. I agree with you about New Hampshire. Uh, I think Florida was number two on the index. And yes, Florida, Florida used to be number one. Well, actually, actually, the last four or five years, six years, they, they they took over number one one year. Um, I don't remember why, but I think it was 2016. They they bumped uh, over New Hampshire, but then we we passed them, mm -hmm. and then since then we've been saying bye bye Florida. Because look, and national divorce mm -hmm. is going to happen. Okay, you're going to get yes. the progressives moving to progressive states. You're going to get conservatives moving to conservative states. The thing is that we're you know libertarians really aren't progressives, and they're not conservatives. Um, and so we need one place that's kind of ours. Uh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. You can hide out in a conservative state um, uh, for a while, especially when progressivism is in the ascendancy and you're going to feel a lot safer. But push comes to shove. They're still authoritarians. And your vote, you know, when, when you when you go to New Hampshire, you have 25 times your vote counts 25 times as much as it does in in, in, uh, in Florida. You have to have 25 yeah. times the number of people moving number of libertarians. Mm -hmm. Moving to Florida for one person moving to to one libertarian moving to New Hampshire, so it's a small yeah, state the, that we can actually take over. It, we've already, I mean, we've mm -hmm. been working on this for 19 years, um, and uh, yeah, we have parallel institutions, we have uh, clubhouses, we have uh, just support structures, we mm -hmm. have you know crypto and guns, and you know it, we, we've already pushed back on on so many laws, and we're pushing back yeah. on even more. We have uh, our toes in, in in the legislature, and then when our government, our governor, who was chosen by Cato as the number one governor in the uh, in the United States right before COVID hit, and then boom, he just went crazy because we had some stupid vestige laws that allowed a a, um, uh, a conservative authoritarian to take over. Well, guess what we did. We, we went in there, and the last couple of years, we've erased all those stupid laws that were put in there for 9-11, all that type of stuff. And so now, you know, he's, he's, a, lot less, he's, a, lot, he's a lot less able to control um, the state. Whereas, you know, the Florida, you know, you, you, guys, you guys have a real problem with whoever the person is in that authoritarian seat. Sure, you can hope he's going to be reasonable. He's not going to do things that I hate, but he still has that level of control over your life. We're trying to remove that control over your life, that your life become, belongs to you. That's what, we're, that's what we're going for. And not that your life belongs to the state, but hey, maybe there'll be a good, good master in there. We don't want any masters. 
It's a it's a powerful argument, the consolidation. And like I said, that I'm I'm pretty much done with trying to fix DC. It's one of the reasons it's a second reason I haven't been paying a lot of attention to national politics and the National Libertarian Party is because I don't think DC can be fixed at this point. I think it's a hopeless relationship. And I spent a significant amount of time doing it. I think uh, you know. I may have mentioned it. I've spent two years work with convention of states thinking we could fix the constitution and that would, that would solve the problem. Um, that ain't going to work. Uh, it's, it's too late for that solution. Um, so I'm, I'm all for the, the, uh, you know, secession, nullification, state's authority, consolidating. We got to get liberty minded people together and uh, kind of give up. You know, you're not going to convert 325 million normies or 300 million normies and 25 million freedom lovers you know you, you got to consolidate work. with the freedom people it's interesting to see how many there are really because it's hard to tell with with people who's like their whole political goal is like we're going to get power and then leave you alone they're not really the ones that <laughs> have this you know burning desire to control everything it's actually the burning desire to not control mm. so like their life goal is not to get into Congress in DC. Like, and, and it's hard to tell how many, how many there really are. Uh, one of the, one of the planks that um, I was reading some of the changes or proposed changes with the new party, uh, Beverly, if you want to put up the one that's called uh, self-determination and Dennis had, had brought this up. Um, they're, they're changing the, the terms. Thanks Beverly. Um, I, I just read this the other day. I love the uh, self-determination. So the current wording, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of individual liberty is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to agree to such new governance as to them seems most likely to protect their liberty. Uh, that's pretty close to the, the Declaration of Independence, like where, where they're saying like people have the right to alter or abolish it. Um, but the new wording I love, uh, it's adding in some... Like, I think you had caught what I've been terming actual libertarian things like nullification and secession. So uh, you want to read the new one, Dennis? I, I, the, whenever, the any, one. whenever any form of government becomes destructive of individual liberty, it is the right of the people to alter, abolish, or withdraw from it and to agree to such new governance or none as to them shall seem most likely to protect their liberty. We recognize the right to political self-determination, including secession. Exercise of this right does not require permission from others. That's, that is beautiful. Um, that, that's somebody, uh, even though I'm not one to like correct and update Thomas Jefferson's words, like that's good. <laughs> uh, I think at the time that the original declaration was written, like Secession, of course, secession was allowed. Like they didn't even feel the need to write it down. In fact, they were seceding from England at the time, and they often talked about states leaving the union. I mean, the the, the year after the Constitution was signed, you know, Massachusetts was talking about leaving the union. Uh, they, they understood this from the beginning, but a lot of people have lost sight of this. Having a national political party, like, be totally upfront, basically in your face compared to what the, the milk toast version of the previous party. Um, I just want to highlight a couple words there. And uh, some of this we're reading for the audio. A lot of people listen to the podcast version of this. But, you know, they added 
to alter, abolish, or withdraw from it, which they're adding in that you don't have to overthrow the government. You can just leave and start a new one. And that's a key. That's a key right of self-governance. And the, the, the second one in there, when they say, and to agree to such new governance or none, <laughs> they're leaving it open for no government. Um, that's great. Yeah, that, that I, is something I, uh, that, look that, forward that, to this getting through. That is something. Well, it did get through. It did get through, and that uh, is something that oh, this has already been changed. Has already been changed. We voted oh. on that. As a matter of fact, the end of the uh, uh, of the convention, uh, Karen Ann Harlow said, "Look, the platform committee has been working so hard on all these things, and you know, um, and there was there were all these dilatory uh, parliamentary tactics that the PCDCs were using to try to stop the Mises Caucus from making the changes that, that we wanted to make. So she basically said, okay, look, we're going to, what if we just go through the platform proposals and vote up or down? That's it. No debate, no discussion, just vote up or down. Uh, and, uh, and that one, we had, you know, we had 70% of the, of, of the convention. So that one, and we took no debates, no dilatory, uh, 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 tactics from the, from the, the PCDC delegations. Um, and we went through all these proposals one after one, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing to see because what happened was the whole body, of almost a thousand delegates would rise on every single one of these. Uh, there were all, of course, there were a couple of people who, for whatever PCDC reason, they 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 didn't they didn't support it. So, but these things were w winning overwhelmingly, like you know, ninety five percent, ninety eight percent, and everybody, even PCDC and MC. So the PCDCs and the Mises Caucus were all rising together and sitting together on every single one of these. Um, this one actually is, I think, inspired in large part by New Hampshire. I don't know if you know this, Keith, but we actually had a bill in the New Hampshire House uh, to allow the citizens to vote for whether they stay underneath the federal yeah. um, government uh, thumb or not. Uh, we actually have a, uh, you know, in our constitution, the New Hampshire constitution says that we don't have to stay. You know, we, have, we, we reserve the right to leave. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and so this was, you know, there was a bill just to have a plebiscite to, to, to indicate whether we should stay or should we go. Uh, it failed, but it got national news. It got their attention. Um, at uh, Porkfest, uh, we have uh, uh, Tex exits and Cal exit there and, and other secessionist movements uh, because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of a hotbed. Now, I agree with you. I don't think, you know, little New Hampshire can secede by itself. But I, I really strongly oh, I, Cal, Cal I'm just, I, I want to stop you there. I, I, why, why not? I didn't say that. Oh, oh, I'm uh. sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it's just, it's, it's just that um, there's a certain might and power that the federal government has to keep its slaves. And when, when one small part of a plantation tries to leave uh, that power uh, can be focused on that area. However, if large chunks of the plantations are all leaving at the same time, one small group can slowly inch out the back door. So that's uh, that's our hope. We we have a lot of hope on Tex exit. We have a lot of hope on California exit. We highly support the California exit, even though it is an authoritarian exit. 
right? They want to leave the federal government because they think the federal government is not authoritarian enough. They want to create a very woke uh, 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 government, a very powerful government that 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 that, that is is you know controls all the different aspects of their life. And mm-hmm. you know, I be- I believe that they should have the government that they choose. I really do. I I want them to have whatever type of governance they want, as long as we can we can do it too. And we have one place that we can do we can create that. Uh, we have that that will be New Hampshire. It's not going to be in California. You California libertarians, mm-hmm. what the heck are you doing there? <laughs> no, they're not. They're not going to. We'll see if California. Or you can uh, take that image down, Beverly. The the. Uh, do you see Texas as being more likely? I, I do. It's yeah, easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, Te- even though Texas it's got the numbers. More likely. They've, they've always been uh, separatist. Um, it's got the number they, problem where, where you got to convince more people 10, yeah. 20, 30, 30 times. I think it's somewhere in the 30 million range. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. guessing the numbers don't quote me, but so you're talking, you know, 30 times New Hampshire, right? Well, but you know, they, don't, they don't have to rely on libertarians, though. They only have to rely yeah. on conservative authoritarians, and there are a Texans. lot of conservative authoritarians heading to to Texas. They can rely uh, as they are heading Texas. to Florida, um, and I I highly highly uh, support them that they ought to have the same governance that they that they want. Mm-hmm. They want a, a governance that that uh, uh, you know controls what you ingest and stuff like that. If they have a gov- governance that says you cannot have guns, like like Florida does, you know you're you guys are heading in the opposite direction around that. Um, and, uh, you know, God bless you, you know, good luck, you know, but we need one place where mm-hmm. we who are libertarians can live free and live free or die state yeah. is the place that we're doing it. It's an interesting discussion going through the differences between a, a New Hampshire exit and a Texit, like which could happen easier. And what are, what are the differences? And we'll be we'll be talking about that. I guess I, this would be a good time to do a shameless plug for myself for uh, the the Liberty One Hundred One series that you started this year. I'm doing a talk on secession on Wednesday at Porkfest, Secession One Hundred One. Um, yeah, I I agree with it, and I spent some time with the New Hampshire exit guys last year. Um, I, I think a small state could do it. I, it. It wouldn't be the smallest country in the world. No. Um, you know, no, a lot of the not. arguments against it, but Texas is pretty powerful. Actually, I happen to have it right here. I just, uh, I'll put it up for uh, a <laughs> great book, guys. Great book. Anybody that's interested in this subject, Daniel Miller nails it here. That's sitting on my table. <laughs> you're giving me your talk on, on uh, kind of an intro to secession on Wednesday. And on Tuesday, though, we actually have a panel up on the stage, which is you know includes Cal Exit, Tex Exit, New Hampshire Exit, and 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 and, and other other groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's actually a big panel. That's on Tuesday, that's and that's on, on the main stage in the that's on the, main, that, that's on the big stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so and, we're not. And mine is, with, as we talked about it, mine is a it, it's an intro. We call it like Secession One Hundred One, and I'm going to do uh, do my best to do a balanced view and go through some of the arguments for and against and, ex- and explain them without, um, I'm not trying, I'm not going to try to sell it. I'm going to talk about it and talk about what some of the arguments are and, and attempt to pair fairly, even though I am personally on the side of leaving. Um, as far as, you know, if I, I live in Florida right now for a bunch of reasons, um, as far as staying in Florida, uh, well, there, there's, 
yeah, well, we'll we'll talk later about. Um, <laughs> I'm coming there. We're actually coming up for for a while. Um, I would consider buying property and changing voting there. Um, but th but the. Uh, you know, one possibility is staying Florida. I think it's an outside chance compared to New Hampshire and Texas, but there is a flexit move movement. Uh, there is a group. There are people. Uh, I chat with them online. Um, flexit is a thing. Uh, and Florida is one of the states that economically has a lot going on for it. Um, it's got uh, it's got a great border. It doesn't have, you know, one of the things with New Hampshire, it's got tiny sea border and tiny you know, and, and the other borders to Canada, which is basically communist now, like your major border is to a communist country. Um, Florida's, Florida's got an advantage there. But anyway, I, you know, I won't get into that detail. I, I am going to talk about it. So again, a shameless plug. I'm looking forward to hearing Daniel Miller uh, talk again. Um, and we, we read his book in book club on the Unsafe Space book club. I'll have to paste the link for that in the, in the show notes. Um, I had another platform that I found the image for. So Beverly, if you want to put up, uh, it's called Proposal 7. And I guess, Dennis, you said these these all passed or did this one pass? Uh, yes. This is Marketplace Freedom. This is really interesting. It deleted the word corporation. I'll read the what they called current wording, which I guess is the uh, the PCDC old world. Old wording. This is the loser's wording. Uh, <laughs> libertarians support free markets. We defend the right of individuals to form corporations, cooperatives, and other type of entities based on voluntary association. We oppose all forms of government subsidies and bailouts to business, labor, or any other special interest. Government should not should not compete with private enterprise. I, I'm a system engineer. I would like to change should to shall there. Just want to point out that's a mistake. <laughs> Uh, if you want to read the um, if adopted, we'll read, which was adopted, right? Yes, yes, yes. We all uh, stood for this one. Libertarians support free markets. We defend the right of individuals to form commercial enterprises based on voluntary association. We oppose all forms of government subsidies and bailouts to business, labor, or any other special interest. Government should not compete with private enterprise. We call for a separation of business and state. Very good. If I was there, I would encourage them to change the should to a shall. But they reject reject government charter of corporations. <laughs> Remember, it was, it was an up or down vote. So uh, Yes, yeah, yes, that, okay. That level of wordsmithing was a thousand I find my camera. Uh, I definitely vote yes for that one. Um, yeah, the the whole concept of a corporation is is a big government fan. So when you say the the right, it it doesn't actually make sense from a fundamental rights. Like if you know what the word right means, we defend the right of individuals to form corporations. What what are you doing there? You're defending the right. Like it's a right to have a government give you a license to incorporate your business, like. <laughs> like that requires believing that there's a right to have a government and that the right. government is a certain form of government and that you have a right to have a government that includes corporate licenses to businesses. Like it doesn't make sense. Um, I would like to, you know, I wasn't around when they wrote that or anything. And this is the first I've seen it, but uh, I think the person who wrote that didn't really think through what a right is mm -hmm. or they wanted, or they couldn't have written it that way. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's thoughts, thoughts on that. You know, what, you know what I mean. Like, do you have a right to have a? There's no right to have a government. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, all rights start from self ownership. There's a, there are performative contradictions that if you reject self ownership, that basically you know you you, you can't you can't reject self ownership. So so you start off with self ownership, and then if you own your own body, well, you can move it however you want, even if someone calls it labor. You can associate with it with whomever you want, even though someone might call that, oh, that's a business, you know. But it's just two mm -hmm. two people interacting with their fully self owned bodies moving together, and 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 the things that you produce from your movement, your labor, from using your body up, how you transfer your body into inanimate objects, that's your product, that's your property. It's your own property, not because some government says it's your property, not because of some arbitrary rule. It's your property because you've invested, you have put in there your body, and you still own your body. So, uh, so the whole idea that, that, that commercial is somehow separate from self-ownership, it's just such a false dichotomy. It is a false dichotomy. It, 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 property rights come from self-ownership. And, uh, and, and we have to say, no, government, you know, you know the, uh, so much of the corona fascism that we had was this fascist, fascistic idea where the government using its regulations and its licensing and its powers and its powers to, 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 to uh, 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 hurt and to help various companies controlled the people's bodies through the corporations. So that's what, you know, fascism is basically, you know, socialism is the government just takes over all the, all, all the factors of production. In fascism, it's still government taking it over, but they leave the semblance of the corporations and the companies out there. And they, then they just control the companies and the companies do all, all the dirty work. That's what we're going through now. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's not that, it's not that, you know, company X tells us to do, um, to do. Uh, uh, y with our bodies. It's that the government is requiring go company X to tell us to do Y with our bodies. It's still government. They're just working through an intermediary, and they think that they think that we can't see that intermediary. We're libertarians. We're a little bit smart. We're smart enough to see one degree of separation. I'm sorry, we are. Yeah, it's the commercial. So they're changing the word to be commercial, which which just means uh, based on voluntary interaction, a commercial enterprise is one person producing something, service or good that the other person wants, and you voluntarily exchange something of value uh, for that. Uh, you don't need a corporation for that. You don't need a government um, to to regulate that, and and you don't want it. So that's a good one. I'm I'm glad to see that one. Uh, got through and it's easy for people to miss that i think a lot of people would skim through that you know or, or read it even seriously read the original wording and not question it think yeah of course you have a right to form a corporation um but no the the right is to engage in a commercial enterprise to engage in voluntary interaction i did uh a, the episode for uh called a theft day but basically the april 15th episode of rebel civics taxation is theft um and, and, you know, that's part of this whole argument is you have the right to own your body. You have the right to own the output of your labor and the government claiming it can just take some percentage. Um, you have to ask yourself the question, if, if the government owns one third of your labor output, are you a free man or a slave? Um, mm -hmm. That, you yeah. know, that's the, basically the theft argument. So that's a good platform. 
Um, another one that I saw uh, was the Annie Bigotry. I, I saw a tweet that you did a few days ago. I, I, maybe it was that when you're at the convention. Um, you said one reason Annie Bigotry cannot be in the Libertarian Party platform. Uh, apparently, it was or is in there anti bigotry. Yeah, the, the, the thing like, said, what is the thing? The, the, the line in our platform, and that this is the big objection in our platform, was that we condemn bigotry as, as irrational and repugnant. You know, uh, so go ahead and read my response to why that's an anti libertarian stance. Oh, I don't have your whole response up. I was just going to oh. ask you the question, but the but your response was was, was along the lines of like, well, first off, any bigotry, it, it's kind of like a no shit, <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, why does it have to be in the platform? And what do you what do you do with an any bigotry party plank? Like, mm. what, what's the action with that? There's no action. I don't think. Um, if you're libertarian, if you believe in free association, then. It's it's not even a question. So I don't even understand it as a plank in a actual libertarian party. Now it in was, the uh, PCDC one, as you call it, um, I, I think I, I use the term Beltway Libertarians. Is that pretty much? The well, same well that's just one one part of that coalition. So uh, I, I, I use PCDC simply to indicate it's a larger coalition than just the larger or the PC Libertarian or uh, the Prague the, the, or the. You know, it's 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 a fairly large mm -hmm. coalition. It's just not as large as the Mises Caucus coalition. Mm -hmm. So so what happened? They removed the bigotry plank. You don't have to replace it with anything or reword it, right? You just get rid of it. And so the argument was that they can't do that. Is that what the old guard argument was? Well, that that particular line was weaponized by the PC Wokterians. And they would say, they would cry, you know, remember, their game plan is to call everyone a racist or everyone a misogynist or everyone a transphobe or everyone a Nazi, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, it's, and, and of course, the, the way that they're, they're calling you that isn't because you say, oh, I believe in, in racism. I believe in uh, uh, homosexuals should be X. I should, you know, the, the way that they're doing it is that they go, I know what the thoughts are in your head are. You know, I am so clever. I can read the dog whistles and you may, you deny it, but you may be denied it because you don't really realize it. I know, I know. So it was weaponized to attack libertarians all across the United States. It actually was used to wipe out um, uh, 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 47 members of the Libertarian Party in, in, in Massachusetts. Um, you know, it was, it was the uh, it was the, the the catalyst to wipe them out because the people said, well, those people aren't libertarians because they are bigots. And we know it because they you know, we think that they think this, you know, it was just it was just playing these mind games that the left loves to play and try and, and tries to get us on. So you know, that was my that was my number two or number three target uh, of the libertarian uh, convention after, of course, getting the. Uh, the, the, the mm -hmm. leaders in there that we need um, because it's, it's just still not libertarian. We believe in self-ownership. We believe that you fully and, and completely own your own body. And guess where your thoughts lie? Your thoughts lie in your head. And if you want to use that head of yours to come up with any stupid idea, well, you're more than welcome to come up with stupid ideas. I come up with stupid ideas. You know, most people come up with stupid ideas. I know Keith, you do not come up with stupid ideas. But most well, people I, do. And <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't told you about them. That's all. 
<laughs> and our and, and, and libertarianism, as libertarians, we do not tell you whether your idea we deem stupid or not. It's just you know, you're using that idea. All we care about is does that come, does that, is that then expressed as an initiation of violence against your fellow man? Or, I mean, you could be a total bigot and yet you still um, uh, allow people to live their own life and, and you don't interfere with them and you don't threaten them with violence or initiate violence. We don't care as libertarians. Now, sure, you know, if you belong to a, a particular church or if it is, you may have a bigotry against those types of bigots. Fine. Have that you know, you you can be bigoted against anyone you want to be, including bigots. Totally okay. It's just not in the libertarian platform. It is not a libertarian thing. We are self-owners. We are trying to push this idea of self-ownership after six thousand years of this belief mm -hmm. that slavery to rulers is the way that the world works, that our rulers have a supreme ownership over our bodies. They may tell us what we may put into, may put out, how we may move it in labor and leisure, how we may associate it or not associate it, and what we may do with the product of, of our body uh, uh, expressed in, 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 in external objects, and that they can take it from us and use it how they choose, right? 6,000 years we've had that. Libertarianism is the first time we've said, no, no, you own you. Rulers do not, they're not a special type of human being. They do not own you. And you, and they may not tell you what to do. So that's, that's the basis of, of libertarianism. So here, the Libertarian Party run by the PCTC say, okay, yeah, you know, you own you, but you can't use your body in order to have these types of thoughts. What are you talking about? It's your body. You can have any stupid thought that you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what other, uh, platform changes did did you support what were some of your high highlights that that you really pushed in you, you mentioned this one was number one you know two or three yeah that was the most important one i thought uh you know we did the secession one for for new hampshire is really important uh you know i i, I i'm not 100 percent sure you know which ones were expressed it, it went by so fast i know that all the platform ones that came through actually i have the document here so I can share with you. Yeah, pop one up. I remember seeing something about abortion. They're going to remove official position on that. Yeah, and 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 that was a that was a pretty controversial one. That was actually the one that the PCDCs were the most upset about. Um, and the, you know, I understand. So the, the previous platform said, "Look, people people will differ on this. The 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 reasons why they differ are largely outside of libertarianism." You know, because we libertarianism is an ethical movement or consequential movement. It is not. It is not a, me, a metaphysical movement that tells us when a human being becomes a human being. That is just not. That, that is a belief system that lies outside of libertarianism. So they said, okay, you know, you know, people will disagree, but we don't think the state should be involved in this decision. So it was. It was actually in effect of a, a, a pro-choice uh, position, which about half of the libertarians were against, you know, uh, libertarianism, because you know, if you tell me, if you tell me when a human being starts, okay. And if you tell me who initiated the aggression, uh, whether, whether the, the, the aggression, the fetus in, uh, aggressed into the woman's body, like for example, with rape or not, um, or the woman invited that into her body, 
Um, I can I can then apply libertarian ethics. I cannot apply it without those two preconditions. I'm actually going to give you a talk to say, at Liberty yeah. 101 about the problem that abortion uh, presents for libertarianism. So anyway, so so what the uh, uh, a lot of the Mises caucus said was, look, this thing is so divisive, and we don't really have an answer. Let's just remove it. Let's remove that plank entirely. Mm -hmm. Take it out and just say, look, yeah, you know, we don't have a position on it. We don't know where the hell this goes. Um, I think it's an interesting, it's a good tack to take for a national party, specifically for a national party level. I, I might think a different thing at the state level than I would for national, but to me, there's no question the national party should not get involved in that issue because the national party is about national level politics and the way the United States is set up, the federal government has no authority on this either way. So, you know, yeah. I've been arguing the Roe v. Wade question that people are so upset about o on both sides. You know, some people say that it's a human being with all the rights from the moment of conception. And other people say that you should be able to board it the day before natural childbirth. And I don't care. I don't actually argue. I do have a position on those, but I don't argue with either side of that as far as Roe v. Wade. The Supreme Court has no authority to weigh in either way on that. There's nothing in the Constitution that delegates authority. So of course, Roe v. Wade should be overturned. It's unconstitutional. They should have never taken the case at the first time. It's a state matter. So as far as national politics go, I would say a national platform uh, political party should not have a stance on it at all. It's it's it, not part of national politics. That was, that was one of the few uh, areas where I voted against Mises Caucus, and I actually voted against my entire delegation. My de entire delegation voted with Mises Caucus uh, to remove that plank. I actually, I, I stood for pretty much the same argument that you're making, Keith, that I thought we should have something in there because it is such a big issue and that we should say is it shouldn't, it's not a national thing, you know, because we could see where you have, you know, different uh, states having different rules, just like they have different rules around murder and theft and stuff like that. And you can have, you know, the states having different rules around abortion. You know, we don't do, uh, you know, crime, crimes at a national level. That's just not what we do. Um, and then to take this and make it a national issue when we have states and we can have 50 different or, or more, if, if, if you go the libertarian way, we have 50 plus different uh, laboratories of what to do and people who are so against it can live in one place where, where, you know, their, their, their views are, 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 um, are, are founded. I mean, you know, you know California, they kind of came out after the, the Supreme judicial court saying, look, you know, we are going to have the most pro abortion um, uh, planks in California. And, you know, again, that's, that, that's fine. Why, why don't they do that? You know, that's that's their choice. And I think that if you live in California and you think that that's great, uh, you if you live in New Hampshire, you think that's great and, and you're really upset with uh, with uh, Roe uh, Ro Ro v. Wade, move to California. And they're going to force you know everybody to pay for abortions, for free abortions. And they'll have abortions up to, uh, you know, uh, first year of college or something like that. And, 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 and God bless them. You know, they can do that. Um, uh, conservative states might have you know, um, you know, way, way, way early uh, uh, thresholds or, you know, absolutely none whatsoever. Um, and again, we, I don't know from a libertarian ethical perspective where the proper thing is. I know where my gut is. 
you know, what my personal preference is. But here again, just like that bigotry plant, what happened was, you know, people's personal preferences got in the way of saying what is libertarian. Libertarianism doesn't really help us in this area. Um, and you need something else. So, you know, having a breakup and allowing people to decide uh, based on their own religious convictions or non-religious convictions or metaphysical uh, 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 beliefs, uh, I think is the way to go. And, and that's the reason I voted against it. Uh, not because I... Not because I'm pro-choice or or, or uh, pro-life, um, I, I don't I don't feel like I, I need to talk about where I am on that. I have I have strong beliefs and and that type of thing. But just from a purely ethical perspective of of what it is that we know and what what we don't know and where libertarian ethics is, I think libertarian ethics is so important. We're killing so many people. We're enslaving so many people. We are stealing from so many people, extorting them, beating them, um, uh, 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 retarding them. And I think that it's we need to focus on removing our slavery to rulers. And if this stupid plank keeps getting in the way, you know, I understand the argument for getting rid of it. Just just drop it. Yeah. And and I think you take that position. It's a, it's a matter for the state level. So at the at the national level platform, if somebody says, what's the national position on abortion? You say, ask your state. Yep. It's a state issue. It's not a. It's not a national issue. And states will be considerably different. Yeah, yeah New York and Alabama are going to be totally different. Florida's kind of in between those two. But yeah, I live I'm not that far from Mississippi and Alabama. They're they're pretty they're going to limit it a lot, a lot more. It's an interesting question from a philosophical point of view, like where do you put the line? Um, so I'll, I'll come to your talk. Uh, and I'll I'll be the guy in the back row <laughs> he heckling. No, no, I won't, I won't. I'm I, I'm um, not saying where to put the, put the line because I I don't think that libertarianism guides us on on where to put the line, and that's the problem. You know, where libertarianism libertarian ethics is such a powerful concept. You go from self ownership and you move up, but if you can't establish self ownership, which is the problem with abortion, libertarian ethics mm -hmm. can't guide you. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I, it's one of the yeah. few areas where I think we, we have these big political battles, um, and libertarianism can't help. It can help in so many areas. And I think we should focus on the areas that, that it should, it can help. Um, mm -hmm. and then devolve power subsidiarity. I, I, I think, you know, what you're raising, it's a, it, it's a primary question is because there's a philosophical question here. There's, there's an ethical question. There's a, and a culture question. And you have to do all that before you get to the politics part. So the, the party can't decide politically what to do something if you haven't worked out the philosophy behind it. Um, and, and that is really the whole purpose of the unsafe space is really to get, you know, the, the, you know, the line that p politics is downstream from culture. Uh, and it's a Carter line, which I use all the time, is that culture is downstream from philosophy. So a question like abortion to me is like you got to work out the philosophy of this. You got you got to go through the ethics and figure out what is this entity you're talking about. Is it a person? Is there a line? Like the three months is an arbitrary place, but uh, it is a problem to draw a line. It's an interesting philosophical question. So we need to figure out the philosophical question, the 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 ethical. Uh, you know, the philosophy of ethics answer to that. And then that has to permeate through the culture. And then once that's settled in the culture, then you can start talking about politics. But if you try to do it backwards, you just get the infighting that we see over the abortion issue. Um, so I just answer the question now, like, 
Well, murder isn't a federal crime. You know, <laughs> there's no federal crime called murder. So yeah. I don't care if you call abortion murder two days after conception. It doesn't matter because murder isn't illegal <laughs> at, at the national level. That's a state thing. Level. Yeah, it's, 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 you got to go to the 10th Amendment. It's the 10th Amendment that tells you what to do with this, which is, yes, that it's, this it's, is a matter it's, for the states. State and and states, can, states can be stupid about it, right? You know, look at San Francisco where... You know, theft of under a thousand dollars is, you know, is 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 a, a traffic ticket, and so these people are going in and it's totally destroying stores, yeah. and stealing outright, and the you know the the people can't do anything, uh, you know, and okay, well that's their choice, and you know there will be consequences, there will be consequences to that decision. <laughs> Um, it's a what uh, the hell like it's hard to imagine the mindset of someone who can't picture what this could happen like what could go wrong <laughs> you know we'll we'll like we won't it's no longer a crime for a homeless person to go into a store and steal under a hundred dollars worth of stuff like what could go wrong with this i think it's a thousand <laughs> a thousand i think, yeah. I think it's a thousand dollars a ticket. The concept is ridiculous from a, yeah. especially from a private property. Yeah, I'm not moving to California. Don't worry about <laughs> that. Um, uh, <laughs> we may need a wall, but but I'd actually didn't know about CalExit until last year when the CalExit guy was was with uh, Daniel Miller at the on the main stage of Porkfest. I never heard of such a thing. Um, I've heard of the Jefferson State Project, where yep. where some of the uh, actual a lot of libertarian tendencies, but the people in part of California want to split away from Sacramento and, and LA and, and San Francisco. Um, California I, is I, too I, big. I, I, I think there's the about seventh biggest economy in the world. Like California yeah. is way too big. Um, just by itself, it would be the seventh, seventh biggest economy country in the world. If it was alone, splitting California into three States, um, I mean, part, I'm familiar with the San Diego part from from work is what I did for a living. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in San Diego with people there. Like that's totally different from San Francisco. Yeah. Like the, the, having those two people be part of the same state, those two groups be in the same state isn't a good idea, in my opinion. So, yeah, break up California. And, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do need a border wall. <laughs> Florida, Florida may need one across between here and the northeast. And I'm not it, counting it, New Hampshire in that. It, <laughs> Don't New York, York my Florida, if you ever heard that expression. And bumper sticker. It's a popular bumper sticker. Don't New York my Florida. <laughs> if, you, if you go through the various states, there's about 20 or so that, that actually have active partition arguments. A partition is where one part of the state wants to partition itself from another part and become a separate state. As West Virginia partitioned from Virginia um, over slavery. Uh, and uh, so there are these partitions. You talked about Jefferson, which is kind of a partition and a, a readjustment. So kind of part of part mm -hmm. of California, part of Oregon, part of Idaho moves together. That would actually um, be a secession. Right? That is a well, secession. Yeah, it's, it's not a national divorce. State, but because we're a federal system, they call it a, a partition. Um, but yeah, I think I think that type of of localization, bringing people with similar values together, is, is basically the Free State Project, right? We, we're having to migrate mm -hmm. there, but there are so many people who are live in a state where it's controlled by another portion of the state, and they are miserable with that. And they look around their neighbors, they go, "Well, why are we being controlled by those, you know, 
I, I won't say the word, those people we don't like. <laughs> Why are we being controlled yeah. by them? Um, and the answer is, you know, the libertarian answer is that, you know, you know rulership governance. I, I'm a, I am a, a panarchist. I believe that you should be able to uh, choose the type of governance or none at all that you prefer. And if you want to be governed by a Hillary, well, good, good for you. Yeah, you obey Hillary. If you want to be governed by uh, by DeSantis, good for you. If you want to be governed by by Trump, good for you. Uh, you know, the question is whether you need con contiguity of, of 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 real estate to do so. I don't think you do. Some people think that you do. Well, great. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing with the free state. We're actually migrating people to contiguous area that will be uh, a, a you know a, a libertarian homeland. Uh, but I think we're seeing that with Florida and Texas and Indiana, uh, as 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 we're seeing it with California and Oregon and and, and Washington, um, uh, with the progressive states. Um, I think that that's where our future is. You know, the United States can't hold together. They're they're destroying the the money supply, which is, you know, the whole end the Fed thing. And you know, the way that they you talked about a third of our money is our wealth is taken by the government. It's way more than that if you include. If you include uh, 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 unfunded mandates and regulations that require us to labor uh, and thwarts our thwarts our business, uh, you know certainly income tax and sales tax and corporate tax. Corporate tax is just an indirect tax of the consumer, uh, and then the inflation tax, where you know our prices our prices should be dropping, and that would be increasing our wealth as productivity increases. Prices should be dropping. Um, but instead, they inflate the money supply. They keep prices actually increasing. They're stealing that amount of wealth from us all the time. And we don't see it. Libertarians see it because we're smart. We know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And now, all of a sudden, with inflation you know, starting to shoot up towards 10%, people are going, oh, inflation's a problem. No, no. Inflation's always been a problem. It's always been stealing from you. You just, you, just, They just have tricked you into not being able to see it. Because you don't see where prices ought to be. Um, if you uh, if we had a, a, a freedom, so it's it's you know I think that the United States will uh, do a national divorce. Um, I really support having you know various groups uh, uh, divide at, at the gross level, maybe a conservative U.S. and a progressive U.S. and then a very teeny tiny little uh, libertarian U.S. Yeah, I think I think it will end. It's it's uh, as I said in the beginning, all empires end eventually based on all of history. So you know. The, the history of the earth uh, shows that uh, predicts, I'll say, even though predicting the future has a terrible track record um, since there's never been one in history that lasted for a huge number of years. Centuries is a long time for an empire. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll last. And uh, I'm glad people now are not afraid to talk about it. Uh, Ten years ago or so, probably 15, when I first started thinking about it, um, there's very few circles you could bring this up without getting attacked. Somebody will beat you over the head with an American flag on the, on the pole um, <laughs> as a traitor, like you're a traitor. <laughs> yeah, I like to point out, you know, I, I guess you think Thomas Jefferson and Patrick Henry were traitors um, since they seceded from a tyrannical government. Yeah, we, we, um, we, we, we celebrate Fourth of July as, as Secession Day. Yeah, Secession Day is good. I, I, called it independence day but um yeah well it's the, the, uh, we seceded from the from uh from england and uh yeah you know. it was it was a secession yeah 
That was a session. And it's not even a national divorce because they weren't states yet. They were colonies. So, yeah, that was a group of people that formed what they call a state. And they seceded from the state of Great Britain. That's mm -hmm. the way they worded it. Like Virginia was a state. Um, we were talking yesterday about the 4th of July uh, episode. We're going to do a, a special 4th of July episode. Um, I don't call the holiday the 4th of July. We'll release it around there because every country has a 4th of July. Like, what is that? And that's, you know, the holiday federally is Independence Day. Um, so anyway, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. That That's going to happen right after Porkfest. Um. So, yep, I don't want to digress into that topic, interesting as it is. So I'm glad to see that what's happened with the Libertarian Party. Um, maybe I'll start paying a little more attention to party politics. Um, well, you know, if you, if you haven't I'm been like, a member for a while, I, I urge you become a member just to, just to throw them some bucks and say, yeah, you know, this mm -hmm. I'm excited about what you guys are doing. Uh, yeah, you can always uh, drop it again in the future. I think membership is like 25 bucks or something like that. But uh, yeah, we had, a, I think we raised more in one day than they had raised. We raised over $200,000 in one day, uh, more than, than the National Party had raised in months and months and months. Uh, you know, uh, the hit pieces on the Mises Caucus had talked about how uh, people had stopped contributing to the Libertarian Party, implying that it was because of the Mises Caucus. And it was really because of the of the of the shenanigans and the lack of integrity and the dishonor of these PCDCs, the terrible things that they were doing in these in these political games. And it was absolutely appalling to you know longtime libertarians like me going, you know, I'm not going to give them a penny until this stops. Um, mm -hmm. And so now the floodgates are open and we're very excited. Uh, so I That's urge great. people jump on, give them a, give jump them a in. thumbs up, at least become a member and, and, and find out what they're doing. Uh, uh, but you know, if you want to want to contribute, you know, if you, if you think that just... spending your time in your, in your state to make your state free, even though you don't have the libertarians to do so, but you can convert enough people in your state, God bless you. Uh, go, go do it. But do come out to the uh, to the free state of, of New Hampshire. Do come out to the free state of New Hampshire. I'm, See what a whole bunch of high uh, uh, of libertarians, highly concentrated, determined. You know the 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 the, the toughest ones, the ones that that love liberty so much that they will uproot their lives and will migrate in order to create the first ever free society. Look what we've done in 19 years and you will be amazed please come out and visit and when you come out to seacoast come see me and i might even be wearing one of keith's hats very nice very nice and that's very nice hat in the sun <laughs> i'll watch i'll watch for that hat you better bring it so yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to it and uh yeah i thoroughly enjoy new hampshire uh it's a beautiful place uh, i do enjoy it in the summer um but the um I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not really fighting for Florida. I, I would support Flexit. Like you said, like that to me would be a, a reason to stay in Florida. <laughs> Florida left the union. Um, but I don't expect Florida to go before New Hampshire or Texas or maybe Tennessee or, or Idaho. or there, there's, there's ones that are ahead of Florida, I think. Um, but there is, a, you know, depending on what part of Florida you're in, there's a pretty strong leave me alone liberty movement in parts of Florida. Um, I came from New Jersey originally, so I, I lived in the Democratic People's Republic of New Jersey, as I call it now. Um, yeah, th th that's a totally different place. Like, like I, I talked to you earlier about having a Porkfest event called uh, "State Least Likely to Secede," <laughs> and we would we would argue like who's 
And I said, well, I'll do New Jersey. We, we posted in the Pork Fest group. A bunch of people said, I'll do New Jersey. Like everybody could do New Jersey. Um, we need some people from other states who do it. So we never did go through with that. But I think New Jersey would be pretty high on the list. Um, and when you talked before about splitting apart, like the difference between uh, a, uh, a a split of a part of a state like West Virginia, um, I eventually had to get rid of it because it was pretty worn out. But I grew up in South Jersey. So I, I grew up and lived most of my adult life in a place where a lot of people, natives would say, if you said they're from New Jersey, they would say, I'm not from New Jersey. I never even lived in New Jersey. I'm from South Jersey. And he used to have a shirt that said South Jersey, the 51st state with a big star. Like that was one of my favorite shirts. Um, I, I eventually wore so many holes in it. My girlfriend maybe get rid of it. Um, but yeah, I think New Jersey actually is a candidate to, to split apart because the deep South, you know, my, my parents live there below the Mason-Dixon line. Not a lot of people know, but the bo very bottom of Florida is below the Mason-Dixon line, bottom of Jersey. Um, the culture there is a lot different from the the Newark, you know, Jersey City kind of crowd um, or Trenton. Um, you get down into the farm country of South Jersey, uh, it's it's a lot more like rural New Hampshire than a lot of people realize. Um, so anyway, I'm looking forward to coming to New Hampshire again. We'll be at Fork Fest. Anybody watching, uh, come look me up. Um, and we're going to spend another week or two. Uh, in our camper, we're going to go into the White Mountains and find some boondock spots up a fire road, and you're not going to find me where I'm at. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, if, if, if people want to join us in Porkfest, uh, people are, are dumping tickets right now. You know, there's uh, everyone everyone uh, buys their tickets early because it's, it's good to get early tickets. But then, you know, family things happen and stuff like that. And so they go, oh, you know, geez, I can't make it this year. Uh, so you can pick up tickets and they're actually uh, actually going pretty well. It's a, it's a buyer's market right now. So uh, you can pick up tickets in the aftermarket. Come to Porkfest. Uh, I think it's called Porkfest Plans on Facebook. Uh, or in Telegram, it's called PF Attendee Chat uh, for Porkfest Attendee Chat. Uh, and uh, we can direct you to where the uh, formal aftermarket is. But there's people in those in those things. So, yeah, I got I got two tickets, you know, who wants them? Um, two tickets. Uh, the other thing campsite is, I can't use. Right. People, yeah. People yeah. Say. Yeah. People. You know, we sold out campsites in January uh, and now campsites wow. are, 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 are being I just saw I just saw one today uh, being offered. Uh, that they, you know, they, 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 they can't use. And I'm a little bit disappointed. The guy runs a hub. Uh, we have all these hubs of activity all throughout the state, all throughout the campsite, uh, campground. And uh, he runs a hub that he sells uh, hemp uh, pretzels. And it becomes kind of a, a big <laughs> center of, of activity uh, during a pork fest. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm disappointed. He's, he's been there for, you know, for, for years. Um, he's got a family issue coming up, though. Uh, so yeah, so you can get, uh, campsites, you can get, uh, hotels. I saw a hotel, uh, two days ago that came up, uh, you know, uh, you get tickets. Um, and if you can't make it up to pork fest, June 20th through uh, the 26th for the greatest time uh, of your life, come out, come out to the free state. We have events every single day. You can come and hang out at a Liberty, Liberty clubhouse, come out to the seacoast and see, uh, see us, us free coasters as we like to call ourselves. Uh, we'll, we'll show you a good time. 
we have uh, a new movers on uh, uh, potluck on the first Tuesday and the third uh, Sunday, which are always fun to go to. A lot of people, a lot of Liberty people come there. We have dances. We have comedy shows. We have uh, political debates. We have uh, uh, politics of uh, 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 planning and uh, you know, you can go to shoots and, uh, you know, newbie shoots or, you know, go out and shoot a machine gun if you want and have fun with that, if that floats your boat or, or learn about crypto and, and go and buy everything in crypto. Uh, so come out to the free state, see what we're building. You'll love it. And we hope that you actually come out here and help us build the first free state. All right. So I want to tell, tell people where they can follow you and give you Twitter or. Yeah, uh, Dennis Pratt Free. Want. Dennis Pratt Free. Um, and uh, if you really want to come and see me, though, come out to the Free State. Uh, people will find me. Uh, so, yeah. but Dennis Pratt Free on Twitter, uh, and I'll I'll be share. I share. I, I talk primarily about ethics, about uh, Free State Project, uh, about libertarian uh, philosophy, um, and about Porkfest. And and core, your core articles are still up there, right? Yes, yes, you can still Even find though you're, you're not you're banned from writing anymore or commenting. <laughs> but there, there, there are there are other Dennis Pretz. Look for the one uh, symbolized by my okay. life symbol here. Yeah, you know, the peace, heart, and voluntary sign. Uh, it's very easy to see <laughs> which one's the real Dennis Pratt. There's there's some people who are just such such jerks, and I don't know why they use Dennis Pratt. I feel like a copyright infringement. Copyright infringement. <laughs> copyright your name. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll I'll see you for the uh, one week Liberty uh, little Liberty Enclave up there in New Hampshire. Looking forward a bit to, over three weeks to we'll living living completely free for a week. It's a blast. So, um, yep. <laughs> and thanks for coming on. Thank you, Keith. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production does not meet WHO health and safety standards. Please report to a United Nations sanitization center immediately. Association with the following individuals is strictly prohibited. Experts who benefit from printing money agree that printing money does not cause price inflation. Trust me, just two more weeks to slow the spread of monkeypox. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, 
and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.